0: Jesus rarely gets angry, but one of the times that scripture depicts him being upset and angry is when he's cleansing the temple of all the people that are buying and selling there. He's turning over tables. He's using a whip, trying to drive them out. And as Jesus does this, he's quoting directly today's first reading. He says this, my house shall be a house of prayer for all people's. And then he says, but you've made it a den of thieves. You see, in the old covenant, the temple was the place of meeting between the Jews and God in their, in their covenant relationship. It was a place of God's presence, a place of awe, of singing of praise to God, where they heard God's word spoken. And it was a place of divine worship. This place was a sacred place for them. And what's interesting is that this context of this passage is that Isaiah is promising and prophesying that the house of Israel, that is the the temple in Israel, would be a place where all peoples could come. That it would go out to the Gentiles. The Gentiles would be gathered together and would worship the true God with Israel. Now we know as Christians that this is fulfilled in Jesus. Jesus is the temple of God and that God gathers all of the world, all all people to Jesus in his body, the church. And therefore, it's important that we recognize that the church really is that place where, where it is a house of prayer for all peoples. And if all of this is true, then where we gather together here in this church sanctuary, this is a place of prayer for all peoples. And so it behooves us to make sure that we are are kind of responding accordingly as we come to Sunday mass. And so what I'd like to do is offer some practical points on how we can comport ourselves as we come to Sunday mass in this place, which is a place of prayer for all peoples. But before I do so, I want to acknowledge a tension that exists in every parish. And that tension is rooted in our humanity. On the one extreme, we have people who are very introverted that come to mass in, in such on, on one extreme of, of the introverts, people can come to mass and these people often don't really want to be hobnobbing around in the gathering space and talking to people. They have like a focus. They want to get into church. They want to pray. And there's a, a, a really kind of a powerful thing about that. One of my friends is an introvert and she doesn't even like the sign of peace. She doesn't even like look at people at Mass. She's just kind of like, leave me alone and let me pray. Right? We, we know that, that that can be a temptation for some of us. Right? On the other hand, we have people that are extroverts who, when they come to Mass, this is their social hour. This is when they interact with people. This is when they walk up to people and say hi to them. And this is where they're greeting people and talking. And prayer for them is kind of secondary. What they want more is community. Well, the reality is this place is holy. This is a holy place. The church sanctuary, this place is holy primarily because of who's present in it, Jesus in the blessed sacrament, but also because of what happens here. This place is holy because in this place is the sacrifice of the mass in which we join ourselves with the one sacrifice to the Father. This is the primary reason why we did the renovation in the first place, Right To say that what happens here is very different than what happens in a theater, what happens in a business place, what happens in a government building. What happens here is divine worship. And we renovate this place so as to help lift our hearts and minds up to God in divine worship. But this also is a place where guests, sometimes strangers, sometimes people who are far from God, and even our, our loved ones, will come and search for God. And if they come and, find, they come and find us as a people not really fit for God, that is people who don't love them, who don't welcome them, then this place, this sanctuary becomes an anti-sign to God's presence. And so I offer the following list of housekeeping items as things that we can keep in mind as we come to Mass here at St. Pat's so that this can remain a house of prayer for all peoples. Now, what I'm not going to do in this list is to talk about how we pray the Mass. I've done that in a previous um, uh, homily series actually about a year and a half ago. But I'm going to talk very, very practically about how we can make sure this place remains as a house of prayer. A couple of weeks ago, if you saw in the bulletin or if you're following the bishop, you saw that Bishop Boyer challenged everyone to come to Mass about 15 minutes early to prepare for Mass. How is that going? Right? We know this is difficult at times, right? We know that sometimes even getting to Mass on time can be a challenge. But Bishop is challenging us because he wants us to prepare to best open our hearts to receive all that God has for us at Holy Mass. And so I'm going to be very practical about when it, when it comes to Mass, about all the different things. Um, so, number one, the parking lot. The parking lot can get kind of crazy, and I, I know that. And so first thing is, if you want to drop someone off who is handicapped or someone who might have a hard time walking, we prefer that you drop them off here under the carport in this place. And this is so because we have their chairs that are right there. They don't have to walk as far. But this also maximizes the possibility of them not getting run over. Okay, it's really important because sometimes when people drop people off over here, there's a lot of congestion that happens. So if you have someone that's handicapped um, or have a hard time walking, we prefer that you drop them off over here. Also, when you're coming into this large parking lot over here, we'd rather have you use the uh, the Grand River entrances rather than the Rickett entrance. Again, part of the reason why sometimes people have a hard time getting into the place is that there's a a huge congestion area over here. We just prefer you use Grand River and fill the parking lot from the back. A note on how to dress. I'm not going to spend too much time on this or be too specific. But just a couple questions that we can ask ourselves as we're getting ready for Mass. Number one, are we dressing appropriately for the dignity of what's happening at Mass? In other words, would I wear these clothes to a nice restaurant? Certainly times have changed and the formality in our culture has kind of decreased a little bit. But we want to make sure that we are aware of how we're dressing according to what we're doing. We're attending this this sacred liturgy. The second question is are we dressing modestly in a way that reflects our dignity and doesn't distract others from praying now i know that all of us would or are very much on on the same page when it comes to wanting people poorly dressed here rather than not having them here at all like in other words we will see sometimes we, we don't have time to get dressed or someone's you know, bringing their son or a daughter from an event at the legacy center and they're coming here maybe in their jersey they want to i want to celebrate that they're here but I also think that what we can do if we do have time to make sure that we're keeping each other accountable and making sure we're dressing well for Holy Mass. When we enter in the church building, we have a strong sense of family here at St. Pat's. Uh, you'll often be greeted by several people, people at the welcome desk. Sometimes we have staff members out here. Sometimes the priests are at different entrances greeting people. Um, and the reason is, is that we really are joyful about who we are and what we're about here at St. Pat's. And so you will be greeted often. Now... Predominantly, most of you enter through this entrance over here, door B, because that's where the big parking lot is. But some of you kind of, you know, come in in these different entrances. So we have greeters at this entrance, but not greeters at over here. So if you come in these other entrances, we do not love you. I just want to make sure that you know that um, we only love the people that come here. Just kidding. We want to make sure that we are hoping to expand our ability to greet other people, but that's just part of what we, who we are here at St. Pat's. When you enter in the gathering space, um, you'll see that there's a space all the way from the cry room over here, over here, and then this place right here, this is the place for conversation and visiting. This is a place of gathering, that's the whole idea of it, but it's actually when you come into the sanctuary before mass, it's a place we want to keep, um, we, we want to keep a, a prayerful silence so that people, as they prepare for mass, can prepare for mass. Um, as we do this, you also see that there are chairs in the back in the gathering space. These chairs are predominantly for parents with small children um, or the elderly or those who are sick. It's important for them to be able to have a place where they don't have to walk very far. It's maybe close to the bathrooms. And it's a place where the kids, when they get rambunctious, can run back and forth, right? Um, So I understand that when we come late for Mass or maybe something happened at home or, you know, difficult getting the kids together, that a lot of times people will want to sit in the back. And by the way, I'm not throwing any shade at you who are sitting back there, right? sometimes that happens, right? Um, but one of the things I would like to say is that it's my preference that we try to sit in the sanctuary here. The reason is, is because I've never heard anyone say, Father, the gathering space is so quiet and prayerful. I'm really engaged in the liturgy, right? We don't say that, right? Because the gathering space isn't all that prayerful and quiet. And so my preference is to come in here when you can, and then obviously if there's not a seat in here or if, there's, if there, you're not, you don't want to bother people, then you can sit back there. Um, but what, what we want to do is that when we, at, when we enter the church, we, we will actually sometimes be greeting an usher. An usher will be greeting us. So an usher is basically men and women uh, of the parish who are assisting us before, during, and after the liturgy. And so these people are meant to kind of be vigilant about the needs of the congregation. They're the ones that help get us seated. They're the ones that take up the collection. They're the ones that assist in any emergency, right? So these are men and women who are making sure that we have a community that is actually able to prayerfully enter into the liturgy. And so, by the way, we're revamping the ushers. And so if you're interested in helping and assist in this way, we do have some some trainings coming up in September, Uh, just watch the bulletin for that. But what the ushers are doing is they're facilitating our prayer before God. So when we come into the church, um, you'll see that there are holy water fonts at all the entrances. This is so that we can be reminded of who we are when we enter. We, We have been baptized into Christ in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's who we are. But we must also remember that holy water is a sacramental. Like when we use holy water with faith, demons flee. And so if we have a hard if you have a hard time paying attention at mass or even focusing you you might want to use holy water as you come in because it can help you enter into the prayer and hear the word of god and to and to participate in the eucharist and so as you come in you're you're gonna you, you take a seat now how many of you like to sit on the end you're like end dwellers on the pews right oh just a couple well if someone comes and you're sitting on the end and they ask you to move, to get up or maybe move in, please either just get up or let them in or move in yourself. Please do not glare at them. This is really important. Um, do not glare at them. And if you get glared at in church, if someone glares at you in church, glare at them back. Fight so as to win, I'm kidding. You want to make sure that we, re- we, we remember there are a lot of people that are going through a lot of difficult things. I know many of you are suffering. You may have lost a loved one. You may have lost a job. or You might have a very difficult week going on and maybe you're not even aware of how you appear. And so we need to give each other grace while we're in Mass to make sure that we're not jumping to conclusions that someone's a miserable person when they're just going through a lot. And so as we as we, uh, treat, especially as neighbors and visitors come in, they, a lot of times people can experience a loving welcome parish just by our facial expression. You know, it's interesting as a pastor, I often hear two contradictory things about this parish. I just heard, got an email recently that says, this is the most loving and welcoming parish that, that, that these people have ever been to. And I also heard recently that St. Pat's can be a more loving and welcoming parish. I think the, the difference, all depends on who they sit next to at Mass, or who they encounter at Mass, right? So a smile can go a long way, or even just an introduction of yourself. If someone looks like they're having a hard time, is there anything I can pray for? Like that kind of thing can go a long way. When we come here into the sanctuary, it's a time for silence. And what we're trying to be doing is preparing ourselves for Holy Mass. We're preparing to hear the Word of God to join ourselves with the one sacrifice offered on the altar and receive his body and blood. And so sometimes when people come early, they're reading the Sunday readings. They're doing an examination of conscience. They're thinking about their week, and they're preparing themselves. Often through when there's music in the background, so the organ is playing, or sometimes the different bands are playing, or people are praying the rosary. Regardless, what we want to do is try to keep the conversations out into the gathering spaces. But this does not mean, and this is very important, that we are cold, impersonal, and indifferent toward people. In fact, you can greet people in the church. You can say hi to them. You can even, if you're looking at someone, you can wave or whatever. I just ask that you, you kind of try to keep the conversation out there. And what we don't want here in the parish is the silence police. You know, kind of like COVID, the mask police, you know? We don't want that in the church. We want to really help each other create a prayerful atmosphere. One of the things that will happen likely at some masses more than others is that you'll hear uh, babies and children crying. And I want to be very emphatic here. The presence of children at mass is a sign of a healthy parish. We should have a very high tolerance of what we can take when a child is kind of losing it at mass. We should be really patient, because parents who have children at Mass are the first ones, and they're the ones that know very well how loud their children are being. And it can be difficult to bring children to Mass. And so we want to be patient with them. And one of the things that... um, One of the things that I also want to acknowledge is how difficult it can be to hear when a child is going berserk at mass. I know what that's like because I hear it up here when I'm trying to preach. I remember one time when I was a first year priest, I was preaching in in my home, in the parish that I was assigned to, and it's got this curved ceiling in such a way that if a child is crying there and at the right angle coming down into my ear, it was like, it was ear splitting. In fact, All I heard was a blood-curdling cry in the congregation, and I couldn't even say anything, and I just started laughing. And I said, I can't compete with that. And and it was everyone had a laugh. But the thing is, is that it can be hard for parents, and it can be hard for us. Most parents generally know that if their kid is, is, is basically losing control and having a complete meltdown that they are to take their children out of the church into the gathering space to disrupt the prayer of everyone out there. Everyone knows that's exactly what they need to do. But we need to remember to be patient. One of the things that helps me when I hear children cry at Mass is that it's a reminder to me that when I hear a child crying, that I need to be like a child to cry out from my heart to my father about all the things that I'm suffering with all the things that I'm going through. It's a reminder to me to be a child and pray. Some parishes have a period of silence after uh, the dismissal. So the, the priest will dismiss everyone, and everyone will kneel down. Sometimes you see this in some of the more traditional parishes. They'll kneel down and pray. As St. Pat's, because our communion takes longer with the kneelers, it does take longer, and we're intentionally leaving some space here, we're having our Thanksgiving time together during the, the communion rite itself. And so we're not going to be doing that afterwards, which means when Mass ends, people can talk and people can exit... Um, Uh, exit uh, accordingly one final point is that mass ends with the final blessing mass ends with the final blessing and and i want to encourage all of us to please resist leaving mass early i know we live in a distracted culture we live in a hyper you know you know um, sensitized culture and it can be difficult for us to sit still but i want to encourage you to resist that temptation to leave and I say this because of what we have just done right before the conclusion of Mass is receive Jesus in his, in his body and blood. And it's an opportunity for us to commune with him and for us to be sent out together as a community to announce the gospel of the Lord. I've told this story once before, but I, I sometimes it like to, to stand out here. You know right as Mass is concluding and I kind of kind of like creep around and people see me as they're trying to leave early and they turn away they don't want me to see them but sometimes I do that and it's not a gotcha thing it's more of like I'm waiting for Father Miguel to finally finish Mass Um, but I'm I'm standing out there and one time there's actually over here a couple immediately after receiving communion I'm not talking about waiting until the end of the communion right they right when they received they just kind of went right out and I asked them why are you leaving early and they looked at me and said well father we have company coming over and we we have to get home and immediately i thought don't you realize whose company you have right now and i said that to them and they look at me and they didn't really say much and they kind of walked away my my concern as a pastor is that we are concerned about whose company we have that we we give him our hearts all the stuff that's going on we allow him to love us And one of the things that we're also trying to do here, too, we're trying to intentionally reduce the announcements at Mass. So when we honor marriages, when we celebrate them, when we have critical announcements about ministries that are central to our mission as a parish, I ask for your forbearance and patience uh, as we persevere. My brothers and sisters, Jesus says, My house shall be a house of prayer for all people. This church sanctuary should be a house of prayer for all people. It is at the same time though, a place where strangers, our our fallen away family members sometimes come back to Mass in search for God. My vision here for the parish is that we can foster an atmosphere of prayer at Mass and also foster, foster a certain hospitality so that all of our guests All the people who might be fallen away, who might be visiting our parish, who are searching for God, may find here and in us the God whom they search."